Welcome in to News and Views with Tom Lamprecht. The stories you've heard and the ones you need to hear. The Ukrainians are fighting for their country and they're making a difference. We turned out to be wrong. It's very embarrassing and all Russians will be in a difficult position. Clearly we know that Mr. Putin wants to topple this government and replace with his own. Nuclear weapons. Most consequential weapons is unacceptable. Scorched earth policy. Your life, your values, your voice. This is News and Views with Tom Lamprecht on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. All right, welcome in. It is News and Views for a political trivia Thursday. And appropriately, our category today, American Energy. We'll plan a little bit. Lots to talk about. The uh, Ukrainian-Russian, apparently they have a temporary ceasefire getting ready to start, or perhaps it's already begun, in parts of Ukraine, and yeah, parts of Ukraine, not not the entire nation. Russian forces are pouring into Ukraine, yet they've only managed to fully capture one city, Kherson, which um, Kiev is still being uh, guarded. Uh, Kharkiv is holding. The Ukrainians are, are holding out for more arms to come in the country. Apparently a part of the ceasefire, they're going to allow humanitarian aid to come in. It'll be interesting to see if they get any arms in during that time. You know, here's the interesting thing for, and listen, I'm speculating here, okay? I'm just, it's total speculation. But for the Russians to say, okay, we're, we're going to have a ceasefire and we're going to come to the negotiating table. Uh, it's pretty obvious that the Ukrainians are not going to, I mean, they're not going to say, okay, we give up and, and you guys can take over. I, that, I just don't see that happening. For the Russians to come in and say, okay, let's negotiate, things cannot be going that well. I mean, in, in the obviously in the court of public opinion, they're getting slammed. The sanctions, I, 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 again, this is beyond my pay grade. I assume they must be working. But there's certainly a lot of stories out there about Russian soldiers just basically surrendering and saying, this is not what we signed up for. We told we, we were told we were coming for training exercises, and we get in here, and they say, okay, start f- firing at civilians. Yeah, there's, you know, there's all sorts of reports out, and you don't know what's true and what's propaganda. I mean, because Ukraine could be – I mean, they could be putting out propaganda well, just, as, just as much as Russia. I mean, If I was there, I would be. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I don't blame them for putting out propaganda. But, you know, satellite images are, are pretty accurate. I mean, they don't lie. Yeah. And that convoy, that long convoy is not moving. Right. So Now, and th- you've probably seen, I've seen stories, people have texted me stories saying, you know, a lot of these stories that are coming out of Ukraine, you know, there's a picture of Zelensky and fatigues. And they say, hey, that was actually taken a year ago when they were doing maneuvers. And it's, it, my response to that is, is that a big deal that you're using an old picture of him in fatigue saying, mm-hmm. uh, you know, obviously there are buildings in Ukraine that are being decimated. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, if, if you were to say that's all fake news, you're all pro- you're probably also saying they didn't really land on the moon. That and, didn't happen either. And, you know, I mean, who, who knows about Putin as far as um, just the strategy of all this? I mean, you know, Putin was not a military guy. He was a KGB, right. essentially. Thug. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, some could argue a uh, 
a tougher version of our CIA or, or maybe a more criminal version of our CIA. But, um, so, I mean, he was not, you know, some battle-hardened general or something. Maybe he's getting some bad advice from his generals, or maybe he's not clearly uh, defining his mission. But the fact that – maybe we talked about it yesterday – but the fact that Russia did not dominate the airspace immediately, I mean, that's what you do. Right. Take and the high ground. To, yeah, and so uh, – and there's very few roads that leads from where, you know, where they're coming into. So it's um, – you know, if you're taking a defensive position as Ukraine uh, against an invading army, um, and and your invading army does not control the air, you do. You got a lot of advantages, even if you're, you know, even if you're uh, have the numbers not on your side because you're protecting the ground versus trying to overtake the ground. Um, Clark, do you have that uh, George Stephanopoulos clip ready? Uh, it should be cut three. Okay. Okay. This was uh, George Stephanopoulos earlier today. It aired this morning in the United States, and supposedly it aired live over in Russia. George Stephanopoulos interviewing Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Sergei uh, Lavrov. Uh, he's the, the the tall, balding Russian. Uh, wears glasses, has a very grandfatherly look. He was the one that was with Hillary Clinton when she gave him the reset button. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and, and by the way, I'm I'm convinced that they use this guy, Lavrov, because he, he looks so Western. Uh, he's, he's sort of disarming. He looks like everybody's grandfather. And I think that's a deliberate propaganda piece, that let's, let's put him out there so you know people in the West will see him as, oh, he's got to be a nice guy. Um, the interview with Stephanopoulos, this isn't the whole interview, but a couple of minutes of it, rather bizarre in terms of Lavrov's responses. As I said earlier this morning, I questioned Russia's Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov at a press roundtable that was aired live on Russian television. Thank you, Mr. Foreign Minister. The world is seeing civilians being killed in Ukraine by Russian bombs. The world is hearing the lies Russia is telling about those attacks. The world is uniting to condemn those attacks and those lies. How can you defend them? I cannot comment conjectures, and there is a great deal of these now. You know, I don't have enough time now to enumerate all the facts. Please visit our website, the website of our ministry, and you will be able to get a detailed description of what the Kiev neo-Nazi regime is now doing. You like the word killer. You know, real killers are siding with the Kiev regime. Do you believe that President Zelensky, the first Jewish president of Ukraine, whose families were killed in the Holocaust, is a Nazi? I think that the Nazis and neo-Nazis manipulate him. Otherwise, it is hard to account for how President Zelensky can preside in a society, over a society where neo-Nazism is rife. They make marches and torch processions. And for those torch processions, President Zelensky allocates his personal guards from his company, and they train constantly studying acts of sabotage and warfare in urban areas, and that is all happening under President Zelensky when he keeps saying that his grandfather 
was at war. Look at the laws that President Zelensky, which claims to, to be a global citizen. Well, look at the laws about the indigenous nations and, and ethnicities of Ukraine, not mentioning the Russian nation. How can not a neo-Nazi president support laws banning the Russian language at school, which is horrible, not in, only in education, but in everyday life? So his big complaint there was he's a Nazi because they're not teaching the children in Russian. Russian children ought to be taught in Russian and not Ukrainian. That's his big complaint. Uh, He went on to complain that the Western nations are attempting to shut down Russia media, claiming Europe mostly and the United States are trying to close down all the outlets, media outlets and information sources broadcast by Russia from Russia on how special military operations progress in advance and how the Ukrainian army and the neo-Nazi battalions behave toward peaceful citizens. They behave like pillagers and marauders. Lavrov continued to refer to the Ukrainian government as the Kiev regime, calling them neo-Nazis on several occasions and repeatedly directing Stephanopoulos to a Russian website that he said would provide the real truth. Lavrov denied outright that there were any Russian troops in the Ukrainian city of Kharkiv, which has been under attack for several days. Jennifer Griffin tweeted, Sergei Lavrov with a straight face, in Kharkiv there are no Russian troops. You, like the word murderer, Kiev regime, those are real murderers. Zelensky, yes, he is a Nazi and a neo-Nazi because he's on their side. Orwell weeps. And, and that was that last part of the tweet was obviously a sarcasm. Um, I, again, the, the court of public opinion, not <laughs> they've dug themselves such a gigantic hole. I, I just do not see how. And I mean, now... You were talking about war crimes, and um, there was uh, – I heard um, the guys that are uh, taking over for Rush talking about uh, – there's a, a professor up at uh, Vanderbilt University who is an expert on war crimes, and he is recommending – a guy's named Michael Newton, a professor up there. And uh, you know he is recommending that Biden immediately put together some experts on war crime to begin to track all the war crimes that are taking place right now. You stop and think about it. I mean, a a lot of these oligarchs have gotten a taste of the good life in Western civilization. Do they want to not only lose all the goodies that they have? I mean, there's a $140 million yacht that that the uh, Germans have confiscated from one of the oligarchs. I'm surprised looking at it. I'm surprised it only costs $140 million. But, I mean, it's bad enough that that these oligarchs are losing all their goodies. I mean, I'm not feeling sorry for them. But beyond that, (laughs) some of them are going to be co-conspirators to war crimes? Yeah, you you can't believe anything out of Russia. And having spent time there previously— if they say years. the sun is out, you'd, you'd doubt it. <laughs> you, you, I, I used to watch TV there and, and read papers, and some of the, and this was 15 plus years ago, and some of the things that you would see that they reported that was going on in the United States was just, I mean, it would just floor you. It was just absolute propaganda. So you know what's going on, on now. And this guy, this guy here, um, he, I think to your point, he's been chosen as their spokesperson to spin. And uh, but I don't I don't think the world's buying it. No, there's, there's, no. there's 
information is too easy now compared to what it used to be. And, uh, it, you know, maybe the Russian people inside Russia maybe not be, may not be getting all the information. Um, but I, the, the rest of the world, they can see what's going on. Right. And um, Elon Musk setting up his satellite Internet service basically has kept the Ukrainians in contact with the rest of the world, which is, I'm sure, one of the reasons why Russia wanted to cut off communications from the get-go. They didn't want the rest of the world to see what they were doing in Ukraine. And that goes back to the the issue of the airspace from day day one. I mean, the first thing to do is cut off the communications, even internal communications, knock out towers, and that that didn't happen. So it's just – it's a little odd the way this is being played out, but uh, I think maybe Russia – I think maybe they got fooled about what it's going to be. And, and may, maybe not all the top brass of Russia knew what the real plan was. I mean, maybe they're, I mean, maybe it's not just the soldiers that heard it was training exercise. There may be, there may be others that said, hey, we, we didn't buy into this. Right. Uh, well, to quote um, uh, Forrest Gump's mom, stupid is as stupid as does, uh, White House Secretary Jen Psaki is now being mocked on social media after pointing out that Joe Biden was the vice president the last time Russia decided to invade Ukraine. (laughs) Why? (laughs) Stupid is as stupid does. Quote, I was in the State Department. The president was the vice president the last time Russia invaded Ukraine, Saki said on CNN on Wednesday. This is a pattern of horror from President Putin and from the cronies around him. And you can imagine, uh, yeah, <laughs> liberals and conservatives and journalists from all kinds of backgrounds, not just conservative backgrounds, uh, step right in. And uh, Daily Telegraph editor James Morrow, the first step is admitting you have a problem. <laughs> uh, blogger Jim Treacher, this guy only seems to invade other countries while my boss is in office. Uh, comedian Tim Young tweeted, it's a pattern of weakness from a Democrat that our enemies know won't stop them. Uh, Kelly Conway, finally the truth. Monica Ca- uh, Crowley, yes, Sherlock, there's a pattern. Now, now she didn't, did she say this during the uh, White House briefing or was this? Just I guess a, it was an interview on oh, CNN yesterday. Okay. Rem- yeah, you would think you would think the interviewer would say, uh, are you seeing a pattern here? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the big guy. I, I, what was her point? Uh, Except for the fact that Biden is being walked all over, and the guy campaigned on, I'm the guy that can go toe-to-toe with Vladimir Putin. Wow. <laughs> yeah. We see what toe-to-toe is all about. You know, Saki, we, we make fun of her. and, and, and I will do and, anything. And she does. I mean, she does tell lie after lie after lie or spin after spin but you got to give it to her she's good at it because i mean she's got a tough hand she's got a tough job i mean to put any kind of positive spin on anything that's going on in in the white house is hard to do and she's I'll well but she's back on that one yeah she's not circling back on it because she's not getting challenged too much you know I, I i agree with what you're saying but she has got to if she can actually get up in the morning and look at herself in the mirror. Yeah, I don't see how people do that. I, she, I mean, she has got to believe in all the, the garbage that she's peddling. And I'm using garbage because I want to keep my PG rating. It's a game. You know, it's a game, and maybe they just realize it. And she, um, 
it's all about staying in power. You know, she she knows when she leaves the White House, she'll have some some MSNBC gig. Oh, or she's something. already working on it. Yeah, yeah, she's, she's already working on it. A book, a book no. deal. No, you know, and this is why I I really commend um, Peter Ducey, who, you know, I'm old enough I could probably be his grandpa or at least his dad, but um, he is doing a great job basically not taking the garbage off of Saki mm-hmm. and taking the garbage. And, and it infuriates. And now Saki does a better job at taking it from Peter Ducey than Biden does. But it infuriates Biden that Peter Ducey didn't get the memo that when Biden says something, you're just supposed to kowtow to whatever he says. You're just supposed to kiss his rear end and say, yes, Mr. President, if you said it, I believe it. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to question your, your honesty or your integrity or <laughs> your brilliance or anything else. I'm just, that's what you're supposed to do if you're a White House correspondent. Yeah, yeah, and I'm sure, um, you know, far left you know, Democrats, far, you know, people that just buy everything they say would 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 say I'm being ridiculous and they disagree. But you got to give it to Peter Ducey. He has been respectful. I mean, he 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 has not let up, but he's been respectful. Now the guys when Trump was in office, oh yeah, were yeah. you know Jim Acosta. I, I wouldn't agreed. I wouldn't agreed if 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 Peter Ducey was doing that to Biden or if or when Obama was in office, I wouldn't agree with that attitude with Obama. But the the other side. Uh, the mainstream media, I mean, they just were disrespectful yeah, as heck, especially time. Jim Acosta. Washington Times is reporting the White House said today that President Biden is not considering a no-fly zone over Ukraine and warned that blocking Russia oil imports would result in higher prices for consumers. A no-fly zone requires impl- implementation. It would require essentially the U.S. military shooting down Russian planes and causing prompting a direct war with Russia, the exact step we want to avoid, Jen Psaki said. Now, see, if this was Donald Trump, I'm not. I look. I, I I'm understand why you don't have a no fly zone. It's, it's, but if if Donald Trump was in the White, well, if Donald Trump was in the White House, I don't think we'd have what's going on in Ukraine. But if we did, and he was in the White House, he would just say, "Guys, this is a no fly zone. Uh, you better not break it. You better not break it." And they wouldn't. Mm. Those no fly zones, <clears throat> they're they're a little bit. There, I understand they're yeah, dicey. It's a, it's a little dicey because, but to your point, we should have never got to this point. Yeah. Um, the the weakness, the apparent weakness and the obvious weakness to the world is the reason Putin's doing what he's doing. Bingo. On energy, she said U.S. oil companies should tap into existing licenses to increase the, increase domestic supply, pushing back on congressional lawmakers who said the administration should block Russian imports while restarting the Keystone ki- Pipeline. We don't have a strategic interest in decreasing the global supply of energy, she said. Less supply raises prices, and that certainly is a big factor for the president at this moment. Well, uh, since when do you care about prices going up? (laughs) I mean, why is that suddenly a concern? The only reason you say it's a concern on this matter is because you're all about getting rid of fossil fuels altogether. And this just happens to fit into your narrative. But you don't give a iota about whether or not people are being crushed at the gas pump or at the uh, grocery store. That was a good pivot from that phrase you were thinking of. <laughs> <laughs> I think you were thinking another phrase that you don't give something right. <laughs> Nancy uh, Politan Pelosi 
Um, <laughs> Good morning. Yes. Are they are they staying in for you, Nancy? Are you that's an up? appropriate question for you to ask. <laughs> I know, that's a little too personal. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi says she supports banning all Russian oil to the United States to uh, go against Saki. Um, I'm all for that ban, Pelosi said Thursday at a press conference. Bipartisan members of Congress have been pushing legislation to ban oil imports from Russia. Republicans especially have been calling for more domestic oil and gas production. The United States of America, we're importing energy from Russia, said uh, Michael McCall from Texas, the top Republican on the House Foreign Affairs Committee. This needs to stop. We're funding Putin's war machine. The most recent data from the U.S. Energy Information Administration show that in December, the U.S. imported 405 barrels a day of crude oil and petroleum products from Russia, almost 5% of all imports. The largest exporter of energy to the United States are Canada and Mexico. While supporting a Russian oil ban, Pelosi didn't agree with reopening federal land to oil and gas drilling, which Biden sought to ban at the start of his presidency. I'm not for drilling on public lands, Pelosi said. Pelosi went on to say that she was in favor of waiting to see if space aliens would deliver additional fuel. I mean, this, the, the woman's an idiot. I mean, does this cognitively challenged individual not realize that not purchasing oil from Russia is only half the battle? So we also need to flood the market with as much gas and oil that we can pump, and it's going to help in three different ways. It'll help Americans, it'll help our allies, and it will hurt Russia. I mean, that's what you wanted. To, I mean, just not buying from Russia is... That's just a fraction of what we want to do. And, and the problem is, I mean, the Democrats are right when they when they say, well, you can't fix this overnight. Well, of course you of course you can't. That's why you shouldn't have stopped it over a year ago. <laughs> you know, and and the fact that, um, you know, the fact that they stopped every so much in the United States. Um, and now if we, we if we stop what's coming in from Russia, I mean, it's going to drive the price through the through the roof. And that affects American citizens. Right now, I agree with you that it wouldn't affect things overnight because there is, you know, with the war going on and everything else. But there is a pretty quick effect, though, because when OPEC nations see that we're serious about pumping oil, pumping gas, getting the pipelines open, well, they, they want to sell their oil to us. Well, it may be a poor analogy, but uh, it's not going to happen overnight if I quit eating a 5,000-calorie diet today. Yeah. But but if I keep doing it, I'm gonna still keep getting fat. I mean, so it's just it's it's stupid it's stupid to think that you know this whole green green lobby, this uh, green new deal, which is a is laughable that the Democrat Party has embraced. Um, we we have traded now. I I fully believe I love the environment. I think we need to look at alternative sources of energy for the future, but to to stop them off cold in the United States, where we have cleaner, cleaner um, fossil fuel energy sources than, than anywhere else in the world. So we're tra- it's, if I'm an environmentalist, then, okay, we're tra- trading cleaner fossil fuels for dirtier fossil yes. fuels. And also, at the same time, there are enemies, and most of the world's enemy. And it's listen, just, it's I, insane. It's an insane process. I, I, but again, these greenies, they think that over in Russia and China and India, they're got, they have the same 
desires for clean water and clean air, and they don't. And then they use the stupid argument, well, United States should set an example because we're using most of the world's energy. Well, you know what? You know the reason we're using most of the world's energy? We're not controlled by dictators. We let the free market provide yeah. opportunity for people and we grow and that's what they hate yeah that, that's, that's what they that's hate. exactly that, what that's exactly hate. what they want to get rid of i mean capitalism has kept people freer in this world than anything else and the the more you go away from it the the, the less freedom you have the less control you have and the more of what you have going on right now in russia and ukraine going around the world five six one eight two five five we gotta take a time out stay with us we'll get to your phone calls we'll be right back this is your Drive at 5, an ENC with Tom Lamprecht. Welcome back to News and Views on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. March 3rd, 2022, 135 years ago, Helen Keller met her miracle worker teacher, Ann Sullivan. Helen was six and uh, been blind and deaf since uh, before she turned two. 99 years ago today, Time Magazine began, and 91 years ago, 1931, the Star Spangled Banner officially became the national anthem of the United States. With your weather forecast from Storm Team 9, here is Zoe Mintz. Good afternoon and happy Thursday, Eastern North Carolina. We are so close to the weekend with a lovely first week of March behind us, and today is going to get even warmer and filled with sunshine. As you head into the afternoon hours, temperatures are getting into the upper 70s to low 80s closer to our southernmost inland communities. A brief cool down will be on the way by tomorrow, so enjoy all of the heat that you can today, but get ready, 80s return by Sunday and into Monday. I'm Storm Team 9 meteorologist Zoe Mintz for Talk 96.3 and 103.7, where Eastern North Carolina comes to talk. Zoe sounds too happy and and up for a couple of old garbage heaps <laughs> like us. <laughs> well, she could be doing the weather in uh, Massachusetts or yeah, something. Really. <laughs> weather brought to you by our friends at the Ironwood Golf and Country Club. Warmer weather. Hey, it's here. It is here. And uh, what a better way to enjoy the outdoors with family and friends than being greenside or poolside. Voted best golf course in Greenville three years in a row. Ironwood Golf and Country Club is waiving all initiation fees. Wants you to join in for the fun. Become a member today. If you're not a golfer, Ironwood's new social membership includes access to their competition-sized swimming pool, clay surface tennis courts, and member-only full-service restaurant. For more information, contact membership director Jenna Doyle. Her number is 252-752-4653. By the way, we had a caller yesterday who was asking about uh, what happened to the uh, convoy of truckers. Uh, They sort of disappeared off the radar. Uh, I actually had to go looking for it today. Apparently, the convoy, you know, there was a couple of different convoys that got started. And um, there was the U.S. Freedom Convoy, which they thought they are going to have 2,000 truckers. It, it sort of dissipated. It's down to like five rigs. So they have joined the People's Convoy, which has uh, apparently better funding and a bigger following. And they went through Phoenix early this morning. And then about two hours later, they went through Tucson. Yeah, here's they, they might need to switch their thinking. I mean, instead of protesting COVID, they might want to protest the fact that the XL pipeline's not open. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the COVID issue is sort of done at this point. Oh, it was done. Yeah, it was done the day before the State of the Union. Yeah. Science says everything's okay. Yeah. No mask. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was all about science. Go back to normal. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> five six one eight two five five. 8255 Gary in Greenville. Hey, Gary. Hey, Gary. Hey, Benny. Hey, Tom. Good afternoon, gentlemen. How you doing? I'm doing well. Good to doing hear from good. you. 
Uh, it's, it's amazing that you're talking about the truckers. I, I'm a FedEx ground trucker. I drive an 18-wheeler for a FedEx contractor here in Greenville. Okay. And uh, I heard you talking about the prices of fuel and gas and stuff is going up, and everybody knows it, and it's not going to affect. It's going to affect people a little bit here and there. But yesterday, I filled up my tractor, a hundred gallons, cost me cost the company, the Fed, the FedEx ground company, four hundred and ten dollars to fill that truck up. How often today, do you have to fill it up? How often do you have to fill it, it up? Today, I had to fill it up again. I put a hundred and two gallons in it. It was four hundred and fifty dollars. Wow! A forty dollar jump in one day for one truck. Now and you think about all the food line trucks, oh, yeah. Harris Teeters, Lowe's. The price of diesel is going absolutely bonkers. Yep. And the prices are going to start hitting people. I think a whole lot quicker than what they realize. Yeah. So this a forty dollar jump in my truck in one day, and in, in my my company I work for, we got like sixteen trucks. Wow. And forty dollar increase in one day for sixteen trucks. The prices, man. This this is and you talk about the truckers coming across country. That might be why some of them ain't coming so much because it's costing them, like I say, forty fifty dollars a day more than it did yesterday. The problem, <laughs> Gary. The problem is this: the people in the White House, the people in the Biden administration, oh yeah, do not give a hoot. They don't. They care. don't care. They don't care. They, they live in a care. bubble. They live in a bubble. I mean, yeah. they don't. They don't deal with it. They they have you know private transportation and right. and, and such as that, and they just don't deal with it. They, they don't. don't, they don't understand Grandville's it. like three seventy nine, and you can fill your car up and drive you know four or five days before or a week before you have to fill up again. I'm having to fill up every day. Wow. And yeah. this is forty dollars more in one day. And, and it was essentially the same up. amount, the, the same amount of fuel. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I pumped a hundred yesterday at four hundred and ten dollars. I pumped a hundred and two gallons today. It was four fifty. Wow. Mm. Yeah, and that's, and it's going to affect the everything. Most massive jump I have ever seen in my drive. I've been driving twenty years, and I've never seen a jump like that in one day for yeah. one truck. And if, if you think about all these trucks out here, my gosh, Almighty, the price is going to go up at every oh, yeah. lows and. It's just yeah. it's going to get stupid. It's yep. going to get stupid. People well, need people need to start uh, gathering canned goods because the grocery store is going to go crazy. Um, they need to start stacking up on food and water because yep. the, it's not going to be necessarily a lack of products, the, but the prices are going to double and triple and probably quadruple before we get another. Another guy in the White House. Which yeah. I'm, I'm I, I, heard, now, I heard. I I heard an economist saying today, expect about a ten percent inflation for the next seven years. Ooh, that's going to affect some retirement. Uh. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> Gary, thanks for the call. Appreciate thanks, it. Gary. And uh, yeah, good good advice. Five six one eight two five five. Well, let first before we go to the next call, because Gary was talking about this. Uh, Secretary of Energy Jennifer Granholm. Mm. Um, she used to be the governor of Michigan, I think. And yeah, her, um, her knowledge of the energy industry that she bought gas one time. Yeah, that's about it. <laughs> I mean, I was thinking about that was I, just what you said, you know, these people that are put in these positions, it's just, it's payback. They don't know what they're doing. Oh yeah. It's just, oh, okay. You did me a favor. So I'm going to give you a favor in here. I mean, just like uh, pothole Pete <laughs> transportation secretary. Um, Granholm is uh, giving a bunch of lip service, speaking to the rising cost of gas and fuel, 
and the pressure it's putting on American families, Granholm claimed that the bottom line is that this president and his administration are looking at every single tool to shield American families from the impact of rising energy prices. Yeah, right. Cut one. But the bottom line is that this president and this administration are looking at every single tool to shield American families from the impact of rising energy prices. And we're working through we're working through an energy transition. And we've got to start by adding energy. And the reality is we have to take some time to get off of oil and gas. We recognize this. This is a transition. In other words, never let a good crisis go to waste. She's a nut. She, she has absolutely no clue of what she's talking about. I mean, the people in Ukraine are being slaughtered, but hey, this is a good opportunity for us to push our Green Deal. You know, we, we have the opportunity, even if you even if you buy in that you we, we need to go green, we need to get off fossil fuels, we have the ability to transition here with with energy in the United States, mainly through natural gas, to be that bridge. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and they're just eliminating all that. Yep. And, and naive enough to think that until then, the rest of the world is going to give a hoot about the environment. Well, listen, they don't care about the environment. This, this whole idea that Joe Biden is going to get rid of the 100,000 gas stations and put in 500,000 electric vehicle charging stations, where are you going to get the electricity from? Well, that's, you know, I, I get in discussions with people all the time about that. When, you know, okay, I know you feel better about it about your electric car but when you plug that electric car in where the heck do you think that energy comes from do you think it just boom an explosion in the sky comes down and goes to the power plant they do i I think they do it's it's uh what 65 percent is the last number i saw 65 to 70 percent fossil fuel based and a lot of it is coal um Granholm, last year you might remember when she was asked and back then when this interview was taking place last year gallon of gas was only about 280 a gallon this is cut to this is her response for what is the grand home um what's what's your plan for keeping gas prices down in sturgis michigan it is two dollars 89 cents a gallon i guess that's better than in california what is the grand home plan to increase oil production in america That is hilarious. That's it. What she, a, a horse's rear end. She sounds like a cross between Hillary Clinton and um, Kamala Harris. Yeah, yeah, Kamala Harris. I mean, it's it's just like <laughs> there there's there's no bread for the presents uh, for the peasants. Did, uh, let them eat cake. Speaking of Kamala Harris, did you, did you hear the uh, her explanation of the Russian Ukraine situation? She was on some radio program. I did, but I can't remember what she said. <laughs> Maybe we need to find out at the break, but she sounded like she was talking to, you know, a kindergarten class oh, about yes, explaining yes, the Russian. Yes, yes, yes. And these and some, are the bad people, and these are the good people. And somebody, somebody told me, said, "Well, you got to consider her audience." That's like, yeah, but she's not going to go an audience where where she has to get above about a third grade level because she's no mental giant. Five six one eight two five five. James from Trenton is on the line. Hey, James. Hey, how you guys doing? Doing, doing well. Good. How are you? Oh, not too bad. Um, I'm a little, little concerned about our country. Um, I'm a lot concerned. You know, for the last, well, I am too. For the last two years, the media has lied to us. We know that for a fact, right? But now, all of a sudden, 
everybody is believing everything they see on the media about the Russian deal. I can't, that, that disturbs me. Um, okay, so enough about that. Now, here's a question for you. Everybody is all admiring uh, Zelensky. Oh, he's a hero and all this. Is anybody asking how an ex-actor slash comedian became a billionaire? Uh, I, I don't know that he's a billionaire. Oh, he is. Well, uh, I, I'll, I'll, I'll have to. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying you're wrong, James. I, I just that's new information to me. I, I couldn't debate that with you because I really don't. I mean, we had a pretty good president, Ronald Reagan. He was, you know, he <laughs> he had somewhat of a comic background when he was doing uh, bedtime from Bonzo. So I'm, I'm not saying it's impossible. And listen, I, to, to your point, though, as we said earlier in the program, I'm sure there is a lot of propaganda coming out of Ukraine. And I'm not saying that they're all wonderful saints, but they're not worthy of being slaughtered like they're being slaughtered. Well, but how do we know that's true? I think it's pretty obvious. Uh, I think it's uh, – I understand what you're saying, but when you, when you have as much evidence coming in from so many different sources, uh, you have – and I realize that some of the videos and some of the photographs, people have said, no, this is from somewhere else. But um, right. I, I don't, you know, it, it's almost like saying the moon landing never happened to say that this isn't happening. Now, I mean, surprisingly, surprisingly, the number of civilian casualties, um, I mean, to, to look at the destruction over there, you'd think it would be in the thousands almost. It's only, I think, uh, at an article here, I think this this civilian casualties are less than uh, 300, I believe, certainly less than 400. Right. But, but that's, that's, that's the latest. Say again. But do you think that's by accident? I think he has specific targets, and the media is making it out much more than what it is. In fact, well, you've you've I seen you've seen. You know, is it, is it possible that we're being hoodwinked? Um, anything is possible, but I, I think there's too much evidence out there to to say this is a. Uh, a, a total false net, uh, narrative. Um, I, obviously, the Russians are in there and they're they're uh, getting ready to take over. I, I you know, I just uh, I, I cannot at this point. I, do I have absolutely positively guaranteed factual information that um, what you're saying isn't correct? No, I don't. But uh, it seems pretty obvious. Well, I can say something. I can say something with confidence, James, that uh, I guarantee you there's good actors and bad actors on both sides. And there's good people and bad people on both sides. The the citizens of Russia, um, you know, I've spent time there. That that place is, you know, there's two classes of people. You're either an oligarch or you, 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 some of the oligarchs that work for the oligarchs or you're just lower class and, and they're suffering. And, uh, just like the people of, uh, Ukraine are suffering. So uh, there's bad actors on both sides. Guarantee you that. Hey James, thanks for the call. Five, six, one, eight, two, five, five. Let's, uh, let's have some fun for a few minutes. Let's play some political trivia. Shall we? Five, six, one, eight, two, five, five is the number to call. Got a good prize package. Uh, I test drove this question, and it was asked. Uh, it was answered pretty quick. American energy is the category. Five six one eight two five five. We'll play when we get back.
All right, welcome back in. 561-8255. Plan political trivia. Got a line or two open if you want to give us a call. Your prize package includes a free oil change for your car or pickup at Dave Davis's East Carolina Chrysler Dodge Jeep or at Washington Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. A gift certificate from Fit for Life 24, including two free training sessions training sessions with a coach i'll get it out a 20 dollars gift card to mucho bueno for lunch or dinner mucho bueno real mexican street food located in front of the westbrook shopping center us 70 west in havelock a 20 dollars gift card to gwendy's goodies bakery in aden an ironwood gift certificate and a hundred dollar certificate for tax services at any of the area kidwell h&r block offices remember if you or anyone in your family has won recently let 60 days pass before you play again five six one eight two five five kelly from Moorhead City's on the line. Hey, Kelly. Hey, Kelly. Hey, how are you? Doing well. You ready to play? I'm ready. All right. Your category, America's energy. Here's your question. When it comes to energy, there are two states, Oregon and New Jersey, that have a different approach from the rest of the nation as it relates to energy. How are they different? You with us, uh, Kelly? <laughs> I'll send you, but that, you just completely stumped me. I have no idea. Have you ever been to New I'll Jersey? <laughs> All right, I've been to New Jersey, yes, yes. Have you ever bought gas in New Jersey? Pump, <laughs> I know you can't pump your own gas. Bingo! You, there you got go. it! <laughs> <laughs> that's <There you> it! <laughs> New that Jersey, it. that's it! New Jersey and Oregon, <laughs> you can't pump your own gas. It's illegal to pump your own gas in those two states. How about that? Well, that, was just, that was a lucky guess. No Googling. <laughs> well, you didn't have time to Google it. Kelly, congratulations. No, good job. You, yeah, it was a good job. Hang on the line, and Clark's going to get all your info, and uh, we got a prize package. We'll get out to you right away. And uh, Benny and I will be right back. Back to News and Views. Talk 96.3 and 103.7. Welcome back in. Congratulations to Kelly Bird of Moorhead City. She got it right. Oregon and New Jersey. People smell better there because they can't pump their own gas. Um, yesterday, I mentioned uh, towards the end of the program, and we're getting towards the end of the program again, a former judge up in Wisconsin. He was a former, I think he was the chief justice of the Wisconsin Supreme Court, Mike Mike uh, Gableman presented a 136-page report outlining the preliminary results of his probe into the state assembly concerning voter fraud. Uh, Trump today describes in detail the extensive fraud of the 2020 presidential election. He mentions uh, this report that was put over to the Wisconsin lawmakers. Uh, Trump mentions the 240 ballot trafficking mules caught on video filing uh, ballot drop boxes with thousands of illegal votes. Trump described the Democrats' illegal operation to abuse elderly Americans in nursing homes, which uh, we mentioned yesterday that um, there was something like, uh, uh, how many nursing homes were there? I, I, I have to pull from memory, but a bunch of nursing homes in five counties up in Wisconsin. Um, like 90%? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Had 95 to 100% participation in these nursing homes, which is unheard of. So uh, Save America, which is the website for uh, President Donald Trump, uh, issued a statement from Trump today just basically coming out again and saying, listen, the more that we actually have investigations, the more it appears that um, Donald Trump was right. Uh, 
when he asked for an investigation and said that this was fraud. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, we're going to, you know, once once uh, it's all said and done and it'll, you know, by the, by the time we get it all straightened out, Joe Biden will be in his grave, which might not be that far away. But the bottom line is uh, Donald Trump once again appears to have been correct. And yet the media vilifies him and says, oh, it couldn't possibly be the case. Um, but, uh, you know, as soon as it, it's no longer useful for the, uh, liberals to lie about it, uh, they'll, the, tr- the truth will come out. And, and, the, and the liberals go to statement and, and, you know, pretty much every, everyone in the media for the most part go to statement and say, look, that, there was no evidence that, that was, that was adjudicated. There was no evidence. Well, just about every one of those cases was an issue, a technical issue of, hey, you don't have standing to bring bring this case. Right. So, I mean— It wasn't ne- adjudicated. Yeah, it was never adjudicated, no. Five, six, one. Did we have another caller, Clark? Oh, we don't. Okay, I thought we had another caller on there. The uh, Anyway, his—if his, uh, if you go Google a uh, statement by Donald Trump, 45th president of the United States, March 3rd, 2022, you can see it. But uh, a lot of the stuff is what you would expect from, uh, from Donald Trump. The evidence is monumental, but the— unselected committee as he calls them of the politically partisan hacks and someone who has a steaming hot affair with the chinese spy (laughs) eric swalwell um hides the facts judges and even justices of the united states supreme court are afraid to even look as was the attorney general of the united states who was petrified of being held in contempt or being impeached by the democrats which were constantly threatening him with that he was virtually a broken man who allowed for the systemic violation of election laws and other things to take place. The reason for January 6th was that millions of people in our country know the election was rigged and stolen, and Nancy Pelosi refused to put the requested 10,000-plus troops in the Capitol three days earlier, as strongly recommended by me. She didn't like the look. The unselect committee's soul's goal is to try to prevent Trump who is leading by a large margin in every poll from running again for president, if I so choose. By so doing, they are destroying democracy as we know it. Their lies and Marxist tactics against political opponents will not stop the truth or the biggest political movement. Make America great again, America first, in the history of our country. And now we have a war waging Ukraine that would have never happened uh, record-setting inflation and embarrassing poorly executed withdrawal from Afghanistan and an economy that is teetering at best, all because of corrupt election results. Mm-hmm. And again, you know, those, these two states uh, was 20,000 votes in Wisconsin and 10,000 votes in, in Georgia. And <clears throat> what, six or eight in Arizona? Yeah. Was- Nevada was, uh, I think, less than that, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah. Um, so, and, you know, I... I've, I have to wonder how much Donald Trump actually won by in the state of North Carolina. Yeah. Uh, you wonder if it happened here because this was obviously they were targeting states that they knew would be close anyway. You and, look at Durham County. I mean, that would tell you. Yeah. <laughs> Durham County alone. <laughs> hey, listen, tomorrow uh, when we come on at about 20 minutes into the program, Hans von Spakoski is going to be with us. And, uh, Going to get some inside information from Hans about Joe Biden's nominee for the Supreme Court. So uh, that should be an interesting conversation. He always has good insight. Also, I might ask him about this uh, statement from Donald Trump and the information that's coming out on the uh, 
voter fraud. We'll see what happens. Hey, thanks for being with us. Congratulations once again to Kelly Bird, our political for the trivia winner. We'll do it again tomorrow at 5 o'clock. We'll see you then. Bye-bye, everybody. All right, all right.